walk the talk. I had an excellent and full of the highest energy conversation with our next guest about shifting our mindset, strengthening our emotions, including how our body works, from focusing on the now, why we don't take action, and going deeper into what we truly want in life, and how to get out of our comfort zone to achieve the life we want and deserve. Once again, walk the talk, experiment, practice, and act. The juiciest and most valuable information you don't want to miss. Enjoy and learn heaps. Welcome back to our show, Empower Your Life. I'm your host, Cindy Marie. Our next guest has been a professional firefighter for 20 years, a prolific student of all things mental toughness, nutrition, and fitness. He's been studying and applying what he has learned on these areas for over two decades. He has started as a personal trainer, moved to corporate wellness, and then out on his own. In fact, recently he just launched his online fat loss program called Weaponized Fat Loss System. I just love to mention that way. Obviously, we're going to cover on this episode more on body and mind. So without further ado, may I welcome to you our next guest, Mike Garrick. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having you here in our episode, Empower Your Life. How are you doing? Hi, Cindy. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, it's really, really amazing to actually speak with somebody uh, completely on the other side of the world. I'm here in Utah, in the United States, and, and you're in Spain. I think that's a that's super exciting for me. I know. It's magical, right? That, you know, one of the positive sides of pandemic is that you can actually pretty much reach out because of the online thing, you know, technology. So it's amazing. It is amazing. And we met through Steve Hardison, correct? Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Once again, because of the community we have, here we go. We're doing we go. this episode. So for those people who don't know you yet, which I'm sure they will be very excited to know you, can you share with us how your journey started from firefighter, fitness, started as a personal trainer, and now as an online uh, nutrition, fitness, and mental toughness coach. Share with us your journey. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go, but basically I'll start off really young and just kind of give you some of the, some of the uh, bullet points of, of my journey. Mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, I had a, I came from a divorced family and mm -hmm. uh, that was really, really rough uh, for me growing up. Um, had a pretty rough childhood. Um, me and my brother, we found fitness. Uh, I've got five brothers. Um, and, and one of my brothers, I got really, really, really close with, and we found fitness. And what was interesting about that is, is as a kid and you're, you're growing up and you have all these emotions and all these things you're trying to deal with, a lot of times, you know, kids don't have tools to help them through these things. And fitness was, was a way to connect with my brother and a way to focus all of my anger and, and emotions that I, that I didn't know how to process and deal with. And so, yeah. so fitness was the first for me. And we're going to get deeper into this, but a lot of people don't realize that there's more, there's 80% more nerve pathways coming from your body and going up into your brain than there is from your brain down. And what that means is, is that, that you can control your state through moving your body more effectively than you can from thinking your way into things. And I didn't, I didn't know this at that time, but mm -hmm. what I did know is how effective it was. And so I, no matter what was happening in my life, me and my brother could work out we could transform our body and it gave us something to look forward to. So um, that was one of the first positive things that happened. And my, my, my dad was an alcoholic and he was working through that, which mm -hmm. is inter interesting in itself because that stemmed from his inability to be able to um, have a conversation and tell his mother how he truly felt and their relationship and to deal with that. So he was dealing with being an alcoholic most of his life. And mm -hmm. my, my mom and my dad ended up getting divorced um, which made my dad, uh, really, he actually straightened up his act quite a bit uh, to help with, with us and the kids. But my mom, it really, it spiraled her psychologically. She it was too much for her to handle. And she almost went crazy a couple of times. 
um, until she until she started to change. We really helped her as as kids, helped her through some of that stuff. But um, she went, she took us, we went around and I went from school to school to school, which was really hard for me. And uh, I hated school growing up and, and, I, and I didn't do very well. I barely graduated high school. And wow. then through a lot of hard things that happened in life, I found personal development. Uh, this is something that for me, once I found this, it opened up, it opened up a lot that we'll talk about as we get going through this. Um, but I actually found it through failure, through a lot of failed relationships and through a lot of pain which is a very, very important part because a lot of people are trying to avoid pain. And, and, I, and I believe that we need to feel the pain in order to learn from it. So right. I took that and I, I ended up becoming a firefighter uh, and, I, and I became a firefighter because it suited my personality in that I needed, at the time, I needed variety and I needed excitement. Those were two very, very important times um, or things in my life at that time because I was, I was 19. I was 19 when I became a firefighter. So as I became a firefighter, that taught me a lot about uh, the, the mind because as firefighters, we deal with a lot of, of psychologically traumatizing things. If you don't know how to, to, to process those things, people can get PTSD and they can develop some very severe psychological disorders. And what happened for me is at the time I had a lot of ego and I thought I can just take it. I can take it and I can take it. And I wasn't dealing with it and then my nervous system broke. What happened was, is I, it was the peak of this most stressful time of my life. And I didn't have any tools to deal with these psychological problems. Um, and which was just stress in general. And my nervous system broke and I developed something called Bell's palsy. And Bell's palsy is where the trigeminal nerve that comes out and feeds the three areas of your face, it gets closed off and it makes your face paralyzed. So when I, when I got Bell's palsy, I thought that I actually had a stroke when I was 19. Um, turned out it was, it's, it's not that serious other than you can have lasting, lasting effects of the paralysis. And I went, I went to work on it and, and luckily I healed it to where I only have like every now and then when I get really, really tired, my eye gets a little bit droopy, but uh, for the most part, I actually healed the majority of it because I, I learned, it forced me to learn how to deal with what was going on up in my mind. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I really started to go deep into the personal development. And then I started to get into personal training, which I wanted to, to take what I had learned with fitness and help other people. And then I wanted to learn how to take it, incorporate the mind, which I knew that the mind is 80% of it. It's in life, it's 80% psychology and 20% physiology. And so if we learn the mind, then the body just follows. And that was, that was something that was super exciting for me. So it wasn't enough for me to train one-on-one -on -one with a, as a personal trainer. I wanted to train large groups of people. So that's where the corporate wellness came in. So we started to go into companies and we started to do that. And then I broke off and started doing my own thing. Yeah. And that's what's led to what I'm doing now, which is online. Because this way, there's no, there's no ceiling. I can, I can train and teach and influence and impact as many people as, as possible. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, for other listeners, of course, or viewers that, you know, when you checked his, uh, let's say his Instagram, he's basically going to experience everything and then he's just going to publish it. And then he will tell you, as you can see, as the journey goes, you can see the, the, the progress, right? Because he, he's the one experimenting it. He's not, he's not having other people. So I think that's amazing that the connection from what you think important when you were at 19 and then as it progressed and personal trainer into corporate wellness then of course everything else now it just uh, more clear that it's just everything that you have to cover and uh, obviously I know that there are a lot of people uh, see the result of how you coach them uh, especially for the uh, fat loss and um, I just want to want you to cover a little bit about that. Um, I forgot the term once again, where, where people will deep dive in, in uh, into this cold uh, water. Uh, oh, the Wim Hof. Yes. So can you share a little bit on that? Uh, what's the purpose on it? And yeah. Absolutely. So Wim Hof is, I believe he's Dutch. He's a Dutch man uh, mm -hmm. who broke 
20 something Guinness Book of World Records, but through cold exposure and different, different things like that. And he's taken the world by storm because he showed people some things that were previously thought to be impossible. For instance, being able to control your autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. Science up until now has told us that's impossible. And he showed that you could do it, not only just through his actions, but also through a lot of different universities that, that studied him and put it to the test. And he showed them time and time again that it's possible. So he's a, he's a, for, a, a forefront leader in, in that field. And, mm -hmm. and part of that field is, and why, it, why it's fascinated me is, is, is two or threefold. One is that it's about the mind. It's about understanding how to align your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. And cold does this so effectively because when you get in water that's so cold, your body has a protective mechanism, which is, which is called fight or flight. And it goes into automatic mode and you start to panic. Yeah. And what yeah. your body's telling you is your body's saying, you got to die. You're going to die. So we've got we've to do something. Yeah. But you know, if it's in a controlled environment, that you're not going to die. So you get to practice taking control over that part of your body on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. part of this is also through breathing. And he's, yeah. he, he has a breathing method that's, that's just brilliant because it brings people into the now the way that it works. So yeah. most people spend their life in the past and in the future. The past is where depression lives yeah. and the future is where fear and anxiety lives. And if we come into the now, then our mind can experience peace because we're not thinking about anything. And we're going to get into the formula, how this works a little bit later on in this podcast. But you get to practice this on a daily basis because nobody likes the cold water when it's that cold. It's very painful. So every day you get to practice controlling doing something uncomfortable and you get to use breathing which you your readers are going to want to listen to this is that the brain is the master of the body okay but the breath is the master of the brain okay so what that means is is when you feel like you can't control your brain and it's out of control the way you control your brain is through your breathing and yeah. you can consciously do this through a breathing slash meditation or a lot of people do it unconsciously through what? Through exercise. That's yeah. one of the reasons why exercise is so effective because the exercise, you start moving your body, which then creates a different state and your brain goes, oh, okay. And you stop thinking about the thing that's making you anxious or depressed. You're actually focused on what you're doing. And then mm -hmm. when you stop exercising, your brain goes back to that thing because you haven't yeah. trained your brain how to not do that. Okay, so, so Wim Hof, he has a breathing technique that helps center you and get your body ready. You get into the cold water and then you learn how to control your thinking in your brain through your breathing. And the, the cold is just the resistance. You don't have to get in a frozen lake like I do. You can start with just cold water in your shower. That's really the most effective because you can do it every single day. And you want to pay attention to what, what's going on in your mind because a lot of times when you start doing it, you'll start to, you'll start to back away from the shower when reality, you want to face it like you're facing your fears and you're facing the, the uncomfortable aspects of life. Yeah. And then you're having that conversation with you. So you're training yourself to do things that are uncomfortable that you don't want to do. So it transfers into every other aspect of your life. Interesting. <laughs> That's so funny because it's true. You know, I usually have my shower in the morning and, you know, the heater will start a little bit later. So I'm going to be like... <sighs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> so I know what you're saying, but I have no idea how to do in, in the lake. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be very, very cold. And since you mentioned about the body, uh, the mind, which we are going to, to tackle that now, since you mentioned a little bit about the mind, uh, how we can control. Um, I know that people would say this, that it's easier said than done, what you said earlier. So now I want you to break it down because talking about shift mindset and all of us struggling with this once in a while, right? Especially, I mean, I still, <laughs> I'm not an exception. We are all human beings by end of the day. But um, how would you think for other people that unable to really control it? How you think we can control and uh, feed our minds uh, to keep moving despite the... Uh, situation or challenging situation in our lives that 
we are not going to be feeling stuck. We're not going to feeling like keep on thinking these negative thoughts. Just what you said earlier, after finishing exercise, all of these negative thoughts suddenly keeps coming back. So how can you, you know, break down, we can control and feed our minds on that. And I, I, I want you to, to introduce the, uh, this specific approach or techniques that I would love you to share to our listeners and viewers. Okay, so there's a few things we need to unpack here because a lot of it is, 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 is frameworks and context. So for example, we're, we're using the word control. That's, first off, that's an illusion. We don't have control over really anything other than how we react to what happens. We have influence mm -hmm. and we can influence our life, yep. but we never know what's going to happen. I could die tomorrow in a, in, a, in, a, in a crash on the way to work and my life's done. I have no control over that other than some of the things that I can influence, like my driving and watching out for other people. So understanding that, you, that we don't have control to release that Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and, and think that it's a practice of how you react to things. Yeah. And that we've trained ourselves to react in a certain way that is going to make us depressed or anxious or whatever it is that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. This is really, really important to understand. Yeah. Because if you think you can control something and you really can't, that's going to create an unlimited amount of anxiety. Yes, yes. But if you understand that you can't, you don't have control over that. All you have control over is, is how you think and how you respond. Well, then that shifts you from a victim mindset to an owner mindset. Okay. Yeah. And that is what will take away anxiety. Because no matter the problem, you always can do something about it. If Even if it's just the way you think about it, that's still action on your part. And that is what we like to call practice. And practice is the best word because the more you practice, the easier it gets to shift your mindset out of those states because there's a formula that we're going to get into. And it goes like this. Thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to results. And the results are what we see, which in turn give us more thoughts. So we have to think greater than our current results. This is what Joe Dispenza says. We have to think greater than our current results because we have to think into what we want because it's not linear. That's not a linear formula. It's actually cyclical, but it's actually what's called an upward spiral or a downward spiral, unlimited. So the better you can think and the thoughts that you can have, the better emotions you can have, the more, the better emotions you have, the better actions you're going to take and the better actions you take, the better results you're going to get. And it just goes up and up and up. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is really important to understand to start with. Awesome. I, I love that you, you mentioned that very specifically that in fact, we don't have control with it. It's we can influence and how we respond because um, we tend to, right? We want to always like control things if we can, because our brain will always want to protect from danger. So I, I love that you mentioned that. So everyone that's uh, listening or viewing this right now, we have to accept that in life, we can't really control a lot of things or not at all, but we can influence and we can choose how we respond. And the better that we choose the positive or great result, the better result that we can get. If I can, if I uh, interpret what you just said earlier, so I thought that's uh, that's wonderful, wonderful. So, do you have additional on that, or I can move on to the next question, which we're going to talk about the body? So yes, I want to talk about the catch, own, and replace model. If awesome. you would like to, of okay. course. <laughs> so this tool, when I when I went through my coaching with my first mental toughness coach. Chris Doris, who's an amazing man, he taught me this tool, and this tool was responsible for taking my life in a completely different trajectory. Mm -hmm. And all this tool does is exactly what we're talking about, is it reframes different ways of, of looking at things, which mm -hmm. is essential in life. 
So C-O-R, which is catch, own, replace. We're going to go through that now. So your listeners definitely want to pick up a, a pen and a paper and want to take notes on this because this yeah. is, this like is pen and paper. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I paid, I paid tens of thousands of dollars to get this training. And this is one of the most powerful tools that I got from my coach. It's very powerful. Changed my life, completely changed my life. Here we go. The first part, catch. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you are thinking all day long, whether you are conscious, conscious of it or not, your mind is always running, whether it's conscious or subconscious. Yes. So the first part is to catch the thoughts that you're having. This is where people talk about self-awareness. What am I? So how do you know what you're thinking? It's what you're feeling. So if you're feeling bad, and bad's not a great word, let's say you're feeling depressed. It's because you're having depressing thoughts Mm -hmm. or your belief system around those thoughts, which is leading into an emotion which is leading you into an action, which is giving you a very specific result. So what we're doing is, is we're doing depression. So we start to do the practice of catching ourselves thinking what we're thinking. And we as humans have a very interesting and powerful thing that we're talking about is, is that when you're in the emotion or in the thing, it's hard to think what you're thinking about. But if you can separate yourself just enough to where you could say, huh, I'm really pissed off right now. That's interesting. Yeah. All the, you get more distance and you're able to see or think about why that is. So you start to catch those thoughts and you go, hmm, and you get curious, <laughs> which then leads us to the next one. And you got to understand that they're like thieves. They're, they're, they happen so fast. These thoughts happen so fast. That's the way that the, that the brain works. It works off of efficiency. So when you run a thought so often, it happens so fast, it can be a millisecond and then Mm -hmm. it's gone until you start to go back and look at that. And then you can slow it down and go, oh, that's what it is. Okay. So you want to catch those. You want to catch those little guys. Then we're going to move on to the O, which is the own. There's two parts to the own. One is to understand that I am responsible for all of my thoughts and emotions. I am creating those. That's the ownership part. My partner is not. The guy driving down the road that just made made me mad, they didn't make me mad. I made me mad. The thing that the, the, the woman that does something at work, she doesn't make me mad. I make myself mad. We have to take that ownership. We have to understand that nobody can do anything to us that we don't do to ourselves. Hmm. That's the first part of own. The second part of own is to understand that everything is perception. Now, in this room that I'm in right now, there's a mathematical way to calculate the center of this room. There is only one center of this room. But here's the key. There's almost unlimited ways to get to the center. And the center was represent what we call our truth or the truth. It's all just what we're, how we're looking at it. So yeah. if this is the center and I'm looking at it from here and another person is looking at it from here, we're both looking at the same thing, but we are describing it in a different way. I'm seeing the front of it. They're seeing the back of it. We're arguing about the same thing. This is kind of how life is. So people want to use the words good, bad, right, and wrong. And I like to get to the place where I say, hey, how can this serve me better? Yeah. Not, is this right or wrong? How can I look at this in a way that this will serve me better? Mm-hmm. So I want to maybe come over here and look at it from this direction. If that doesn't work, I'm going to look at it from this direction. If that doesn't work, I'm going to look at it from this direction. And I'm going to look at it from so many different angles until I figure out a way that that thing, no matter how bad we think it is, it will serve us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a little bit of a, of a, a side here and just tell you that in the last two years, I've realized all of my three greatest fears Every one of them has come true. Mm. First one, I lost my dad. My dad died in 2020. That was one of my greatest fears. Second one is I lost my brother, not actually, but he decided that he didn't want to be a part of my life anymore. And the third one is, is I got divorced. That was one of probably my greatest fear because I watched all my family get divorced. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I could let all three of those things destroy me, make me weaker, or yeah. grow as a result and become better because of them. Yeah. That 
is a choice and it's a choice through work. It's a choice to not avoid the pain and then to study and to learn and to grow so that I can become better so mm -hmm. that I can help other people and that other people can learn from my pain and my mistakes. Mm -hmm. So this is what perspective is all about. Yeah. And then we move on to the last part, which is replace. And the replace part is so imperative because you can do all this other stuff right, but if you don't finish up the replace, it doesn't matter because yeah. you have to replace the thought that's causing the whole thing. And this is where the work comes in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to say, hey, this thought is not serving me. How can I, what's called upgrade it? That's a beautiful word. You might want to write it down. How can I upgrade this? I'm right. going to upgrade this thought from a very low quality thought to a higher quality thought. Yeah. Tony Robbins says that the questions that we ask ourselves will shape our destiny. So we got to, what are better quality questions? Which leads me into one of the things that you're probably going to ask later on, which is how do we become more optimistic? You feed yourself good quality information every single day you, because you realize there's so many brilliant minds out there and you get to take their books take their information and you get to download it or upload it into your mind. Mm. So you get to take somebody that spent their whole life learning about something and they put it into a book and you can get on Amazon and you can have that book delivered to your door in a day or two or the same day, depending on where you live. And then you get to take a couple days, read through that book, absorb what they learned in 50 years. You don't have to go through what they went through. You yeah. can, we get to do this. We live in such an amazing time. Yes. So indeed. that is key upgrade that thought catch own replace and upgrade awesome so i hope you guys catch that and make sure it you own it and then upgrade your thoughts <laughs> amazing amazing and um i was about to say something um uh, yes about you know how how a lot of people how how privileged we are in this position right now that all the information, just like this, what we're having right now, you're sharing with us the COR worth of your 10,000 courses or learnings that you got from your previous things. And we got it from here for free, <laughs> you know? So that's just the beauty of it. But I just wanna highlight on that, that you just have to do something, I think, you know, we can always read, 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 watch, 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 listen, listen, listen. But if like, again, reframe and upgrade, that's the action. If we're not going to take action, you know, there's, there's no changes at all. So COR won't be valuable if you're not going to take action on it. So make sure that you wrote down everything and then really ask yourself, how can I be better or great at this? And then act, 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 right? And if so, you're not taking action, maybe ask yourself why, what's the question behind the question? Why am I not taking action? Because most of why most people aren't taking action is they're afraid. And they're afraid because they don't know. And the funny thing is, is that you won't know until after you take action. And that I've, I tell people this all the time, that thinking about the thing is always worse than the thing, 99% of the time. Sometimes there's that 1%, but look, I'm gonna take those odds. 99% of the time, the thinking about the thing is worse than the thing. So you might as well go do the thing and get the experience, get past your fear, because then you get to own it and the fear will go away. Awesome. Yeah, I love that with that additional message. Thank you. I thought that's very powerful. So yeah, you just have it. Why is very powerful. <laughs> I think in every conversation I have, it's always like, why? There's always part of it in conversation as why, where we're going to move on now to from mind, which is part of everything is the body, which you're also um, doing in things that you're doing right now in online coaching. So for most of the people right now, especially in pandemic, a lot of people having this struggle, right? Losing and then gaining weight. So my next question is that for people with, with the trouble losing weight or um, living a healthier lifestyle, what do we have to understand? Because I know it's not only about the meal. I know that. And this is why, you know, I just live with the, with the, with the being, but for those people who have yet to understand uh, what we need to understand about how our body works, so we know how to take action from there. And so 
people won't get too into this uh, back to zero, back to square, uh, feeling not great or feeling not good at themselves. So share with us, how can we understand all of this losing weight and healthier lifestyle? There's a lot to unpack here. So I'm going to start with some very simple stuff. And that is that your body is the vehicle by which you get experience life through. Hmm. And if you ruin that, it's going to, it's going to make the, the, your journey less enjoyable, in my opinion. So most people out there will sacrifice their body in order to get to what they think is success. But then most people, once they get success, will try to spend all their money to get back to where they're healthy. Yes. So it's, it's important to understand and reframe, like we've talked about some of these things on why you're doing what you're doing. And to get into the to get to a place where people have what they're calling that people have trouble losing weight, I think that it's a couple of different things. One, and I don't think this is as, as important as the other thing. And one is that people don't know how. They're confused. There's a lot of information out there on mm -hmm. all these things that kind of get jumbled up. Yeah. So weight loss and health are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Even though they're correlated and they, can, and they can be parallel, they're not the same thing. So a lot of people will confuse those things. So that's one part of it. But like we said earlier, we live in a time where you can get online and you can order the top five books in the world on weight loss and have them shipped right to your door. So why don't we do that? Because it has to do with the mind and it has to do with the way we think and it has to do with not mm -hmm. knowing what we really, truly want. Mm -hmm. and getting clarity on those things. And so I, that's why I come back to lifestyle. What is the lifestyle that people want to live? How active do they want to be? How do they want their body to look? Yeah. How do they want to feel when they look in the mirror? This is all very subjective. There's okay. some objective stuff because of health, but most of it is subjective in that you get to define what you want. And most people don't define what they want because once you do, now it's on you to actually do the work to get it. And I, and I believe that this is part of it with a lot of things. Define what you want in your body. Define what you want in a relationship. Define what you want in your life. What do you want? And then pay the price to get it. <laughs> yes. So that's the basic overall of what I see at a 30,000 foot view. And there's a lot of things that we can cover as far as how people can lose weight and how they can do it healthy. <clears throat> but I think that there's so much out there that people, they get confused and then they ultimately are not defining what they truly want and then revolving their lifestyle around that thing in a way that they can be consistent and do it for the rest of their life. Yeah, 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 I love it. Um, I think that's, that's super valuable. What do you want? simple question but i think a lot of people when you ask them they get struck like yeah what do i want <laughs> define it and uh, people would I, I i encountered this before um this person would like to have a partner and i said so what exactly you want to a partner oh i just want a simple simple um partner i said well can you define what simple is you know because like what you said it's subjective if I, I, I made a joke with him, well, if you think that uh, the creator will give you, uh, let's say in physical, she's short, uh, she has short hair, and uh, she's not as pretty, and uh, she doesn't do much in, in, at home or house chores, is that okay for you? Is that your definition of simple? And she said, and he said, of course not. No, that's not really what my definition of simple. Then can you define what's simple? And and that's just a, an, ex, an example because that's what I remembered. And going back to this body, uh, obviously, it's the same. Because for me, my definition of what I really want to my body is that I want to make sure that I physically look fit inside and out because it makes me more feel confident. So despite of not 
not getting so easy to wake up in the morning every day, I still do it because I always remember that to myself that you won't feel good if you, you start to feel to gain weight. And, you know, and it's, I, I, I have started, I mean, I used to be doing some strict diets and so on and so forth, but I figured out that it's not for long-term. And I realized it's all about the portion. It's all about what you believe in. It's all about identifying what really works for you and starting with asking yourself, what do you want? That's something that I think people would need to set, sit down and really write it down. It's just not really on here. But I think it will be helpful to write it down. What do you want, especially in terms of body, if you want to look physically fit? Let's talk about, real quick, let's talk about uh, fantasy versus reality. I think as kids, we grow up and we're able to tell people what we want. And it's only limited to our creativity. And through our whole life, we have grown-ups tell us that we can't. So then what happens? As we become adults, we turn inwards and these things that we have, that we, we still dream, but they become fantasies. And a lot of times we don't want to share those fantasies with other people. We, we, we like to live in those fantasies because at least it feels like we have something. But to actually go to work on ourselves, to become the mate that would have the ideal mate, that's work. That takes a lot of work. That takes looking at our insecurities looking at our our the things that we don't have at the time that we need to work on mm -hmm. it takes it takes feeling exposed and we don't like that as adults we we want to we want people to think that we have it all figured out that we that we don't want these things but like you said is that if if we don't define it and then don't put it out there how are we going to how are we going to see it and recognize it in the first place yeah and just to add on that is that uh it takes a lot of hard work but i always believe that it's achievable it's just that the question is do you really want it because <laughs> if we really want it we're gonna do something and figure things out and then we will achieve it slowly but surely so I think that's the greatest fear behind that question is, is that what if I go after what I want and I fail? That is what scares the crap out of people. But mm. the funny thing is, that's just one thing. Just because you go after one and you, and you miss, that doesn't mean you failed. That just means that you get feedback. Hey, I went for this thing or this person. Let's say you go and you ask this person out. Maybe they're just not buying. It didn't have anything to do with you. So yeah. if you didn't get that feedback and you didn't learn that lesson, you would think that it was you. So you get to learn along the way and gain confidence and gain information. And the more information you get, the more confidence you get, the more experience you have, and you get to work your way to where you want to go. And, I, and, and we think we know what we want, and that's a good place to start. But the only way we truly know what we want is what's called contrast, is you get to chip away at all the things you don't want to narrow down what you do want. And the only way to do that is through failure. Mm. It's all about also subtracting for all those things that you don't have to do anyway. But yeah, it's, 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 it's true. I, I resonate with that so, so much. But um, anyway, moving on to the next question, which I believe a lot of people would be very interested in on uh, figuring out your um, morning routine or habits to start your day with a blast, you know? So this share is with such us. a great question. I love this <laughs> yeah. question because this has actually been one of the biggest game changers in my life. Hmm. And it's challenging when you have a very disruptive lifestyle. So for example, um, I work two days on and I have four days off and then, and then it just repeats. And the two days that I work, so I'm working 48 hours, round the clock, right? We get asleep at the fire department, but if we get called, we get woken up and we have to go. Hmm. So, and there's all these things that are happening. So the term firefighting is a term that people use in their life in general of when an emergency pops up, they have to stop what they're doing and go handle this emergency before they come back and it distracts us. So I have learned that even in a very chaotic environment you have to return back to your default routines this is so imperative 
because it is going to set your day. And if you set your day, you'll set your week. And if you set your week, you're set your month. And if you set your month, you're set your year and your life. So this is what you want to start at a very small micro level and then just start to spiral out. So my routine through a lot of practice, and I'm still working on it, but I love my morning routine. So my morning routine is I get up and I go downstairs and I hydrate first thing. So I drink, I drink water. I add in some greens. I add in some electrolytes and maybe some other supplements that I'm playing around with. But that's important. If you, if you don't have any of that stuff, just do water and a pinch of salt because mm -hmm. that'll help with hydrate. You want to do it first thing in the morning before you do anything else. Then I go upstairs and I lay in front of uh, a red light. And while I'm laying in front of the red light, because red light, not that people necessarily have to do that, but red light educates your cells. It helps, especially this time of year when there's not as much light, helps yeah. wake me up. There's a lot of things that it does. That's not imperative. What's imperative is I lay there and I do, I do three rounds of Wim Hof breathing. And Wim Hof breathing will, will oxygenate your system. So some type of breathing. Mm -hmm. And I do the breathing routine, which only takes me about five minutes. Yeah. Then I go from there and I go right into the shower. And I'll do my normal routine, soaping myself, cleaning myself off. And then I finish with a five-minute cold shower. And I do that by go 15 seconds on my face. And then I do uh, a minute on my body. And then I turn. And I do the same thing on this side. And then I do the same thing on my back. And then I do the same thing here. And that's how I break it up. That's how I'm, that's a mental hack by doing a cold shower. But I do a cold shower. I've been doing a cold shower every single day for five minutes since June. Wow. Every single day. I don't miss. And it's been one of the best things that I've ever done because of what it does for my health and my mind. Yeah. So now I go downstairs and I drink my coffee and I, this is super, super important. I feed my mind. I feed my mind with very important material. So a buddy of mine asked me, how many books are you reading right now, Mike? And I said, I don't know, probably a hundred. And he, and he was just blown away about that. But the fact of the matter is there's so many areas that I want to learn about. And what you're doing when you're reading is you're mining for gold. So I read yeah. 10 pages every single day minimum, which only takes 15, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you read. Yeah. But what this does is it sets your mind in a very important, powerful place. Now you're an owner. You have, your mind has something to focus on. People, if they get up and they turn the TV on, especially the news, that is a big mistake, big yeah. mistake. That is not good. That is starting off in a very negative, controlled manner by an outside influence. You want to control what you're doing. Some people like to pray. Some people like to meditate. Mm. What if, some people, uh, I like to go on walks first thing in the morning in nature. These are very, very important things. So after I feed my mind, then I go to the gym or I get outside and I exercise. Mm. And then I can start my day, you know, business or whatever else. That is essential for me essential. That is how I start my day with a blast and I'm always on fire. Yeah. Well, obviously you can tell the way how you speak and yeah, I think people can tell it. And I just want to add on that, that really to start your day, the blast it's within the, the morning routine because uh, like what you said, and, and you also posted this one, I think yesterday or the other day about uh, reading the news. Right. And uh, funny enough, because I have spoken with my girlfriend earlier and I told her that I barely, if not at all, reading news. And I know some people would tell me that, oh, but, you know, it's good to know what's happening. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's zero percent, but I just don't put my attention into it because I know that it will just drain my energy. And what can I really do with it? You know, going back to what does it serve me, right? Because we just have so, we, we all have 24 hours a day. And if we focus on things that will just make us more depressed, but there's really nothing we can do, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't give us any progress with what we are creating. So I think one point of that, I know there will be a lot of people <laughs> disagreeing with that, but... I, I even mentioning this with my husband that can you limit, you know, <laughs> reading news because it's not going to help you. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, showering and that routine, that's also powerful. And of course, uh, feeding our brain, that's also 
important. Uh, I also practice that one and uh, it's just different, you know, how you start your day in the morning that really creates your day, the entire. So for a lot of people out there that don't believe that this is actually a powerful approach, I don't know, what, how can we influence you? We cannot really influence you, but probably you can tell the, the vibes, the energy of the person, especially like Mike, you can tell that how he, he, he do his uh, morning routine, you can tell with his energy. So you can also check his, his uh, Facebook and Instagram, which we're gonna cover that for people out there that I'm sure will be interested in to get to know your online program. So um, we are ending our conversation. And, and obviously I know we tackle so many juiciest, valuable information, which I'm very grateful. Uh, but this is one thing that I really love to ask um, many of the guests that I, I have interviewed. And you have tackled that a little bit earlier. How do you keep yourself optimistic? I thought about this one when I looked at the question and I thought about it all day today. And I think that it's important to understand context. And that is that optimism is the opposite of pessimism. And you got to understand that you don't have to be always optimistic. Some circumstances call for pessimism. And to understand, to be able to, it's more like instead of an on-off switch, it's a dimmer switch. So some things you want to move it over to the pessimism. Because let's say you're in a unfamiliar city and you see a stranger moving towards you that you think might be causing you harm. Well, mm. in that case, you may want to be more pessimistic and you might want to take action to do something different to avoid a potential danger. But when you're at home with your wife talking about certain things, you're going to slide, you may want to slide it over to optimism. And you get to practice that by understanding what we talked about, about, about the mind. Now, to your question, how do you become more optimistic? That's easy. You read better quality information, you spend time around more optimistic people, and you practice it. Practice being optimistic. Because at first, for some people, it might seem very uncomfortable to be optimistic. But once you start practicing it, it becomes second nature. Awesome, awesome, love it. Uh, practice, practice, practice. Everything what we have covered, all the questions, it's actually from practice and action. Uh, no, let's say with a sequence, choose, practice, and action. So awesome. That's a, that's a very, very good um, advice and tips out there to keep yourself optimistic. So since I mentioned earlier about your Instagram, Facebook, and people around Utah, so maybe they can just start it to message you or dm you all i want to i will be interested in how can where can we find mike garrick i really appreciate that cindy and it's been my pleasure to do this with you if people want to find out more about me right now the best place to find out is going to be through facebook and instagram uh, facebook is i'm just under my name mike garrick g-a-r-r-i-c-k and on instagram um, i think you can look me up as mike garrick but it's easier if you just do mind nutrition, body, no spaces, and you'll find me there. And you can just direct message me on, on both those platforms. I'm also on TikTok. Uh, so most of the social media platforms. And yeah, I welcome anybody to reach out if they have questions or if they want to inquire more about what I do. Awesome. So you guys hear it. That will be for Instagram is mind, nutrition, body, no space. It's all uh, low caps, no? Mm -hmm. And um, for Facebook, that will be Mike Garrick, which is just his name. And that will be, I mean, I'm going to put that in, in my blog so people can, can check it out and make sure that if you have, if you found this a very valuable information and you, you find that the way he practiced whatever he's doing, and especially with his program, the online uh, weaponized fat loss system, if you are curious, uh, feel free to follow him on his um, Instagram or, or Facebook and feel free to message him. Just like me, I message him and that's it. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he, he, will, he will message you back. So don't worry about that. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank we you, covered Cindy. everything. <laughs> we did. We did it. 
It's been amazing. I, you know, I've learned so many things and I would tell you that I truly believe that this episode really, really valuable because you break down so many things from mind. We covered so many actually from mind and then into body and then also um, attracting this optimism, practice, practice, practice. So powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Cindy. Yeah, so before I let you go, this is the surprise question. <laughs> I love so surprises. If, uh, last question. If a 19-year-old approached you and he would just tell you, hey, dude, I just feel lost right now. I don't know what I, I do with my life. You know, if you can give him a piece of advice just to choose to be in a better, great result, what piece of advice would you tell him? Such a great question. I personally would tell him, find somebody that has the results that you want and go learn from them. There you simple. go. Wow, there you go. Okay, well, if he found you, if that person found you, I want to be like you, then there you go. You can coach him right away. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mike, once again, for, for, for uh, putting your time and effort here to be part of this Empower Your Life. Uh, once again, we, I appreciate you big, big time. And once again, for people out there who's listening and watching right now, do check his uh, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, once again, it's Mike Garrick and Instagram would be My Nutrition Body. Feel free to message him. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he will uh, respond to you back. So there you go. And if you find this uh, video valuable, so don't forget to share it over to your friends, whoever you will be benefiting on this information. So our website will also grow organically so thank you thank you so much everyone stay on your track stay awesome and take action slowly but surely you get there so until then thank you thank you so much and i'll see you next time thank you mike <laughs> you're welcome thank you cindy thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy that interview and i hope that you find it inspiring and motivating Remember, stay optimistic and take action slowly but surely for your big dreams. Thank you once again and I'll see you on the next episode here at Empower Your Life.